It's NFL Wildcard Weekend. We have an article out. Let's go through it. You're in the doghouse. What's up, everybody, and welcome into the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13, and over on Facebook, Dennis M. Roy over there. It is the wild card weekend. It's the first weekend of the playoffs. We have six games on tap, three today, three tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, so uh, and pretty much the article has been separated between the Saturday and Sunday slates, if you look at it. Um the way that the pricing has gone or the salaries have gone for each uh, player. Um, I have it lined up as the full six games slate on top. There's two bars that come across. The top one is going to be for the full six games slate. The one below it will be the one for either the Saturday or the Sunday slate. You'll see that I have it actually color coded based on if it's on Saturday or Sunday, they're separated anyways. Um, listen, if, if, if you can't figure it out, uh, we will send Paul Burkles over your house and hit you over the head with a tack hammer because you are not very smart. Um, cut it down pretty much as far as where I, I'm comfortable at. Now there, <clears throat> I will say that if there are any players as far as like value, if you need value players, as long as you make, uh, good decisions, good informed decisions based on, uh, the spreadsheet and whatnot and how you feel about the game flow, I, I don't have any problems with it. Um, most of it's not going to come at running backs. Most of it's going to come at, say, wide receiver, maybe a tight end. Uh, you could definitely go to tight end uh, this weekend if you needed a safe sal- uh, salary. Most of, like, if you're going to play cash, uh, I'd prefer to play cash on the six-game slate rather than either of the three-game slates. Uh, over on Yahoo, it's very hard to find cash games for the six-game slate, so I kind of skipped it there. But I do have uh, spots of it uh, that I've reserved over on FanDuel and DK over on those sites for cash games over there because there's actually uh, plentiful, plentiful spots to take advantage of, uh, especially if you're looking for you know the hundred player. Um, uh, 100 player contests are better uh you're better off on those sites on yahoo it was pretty much running like 20 20 to 25 players max and that just wasn't something that i was gonna get involved with so <clears throat> we're gonna go through this we're gonna go through it by uh position as usual when we do this so we're gonna start a quarterback and on Saturday, on Saturday slate, you will notice that I only have Josh Allen written up. I did have Tom Brady in there, but I did pull back. Uh, there's some stuff that I'm just really not uh, uh, excited about with him. I think it's going to be a little bit, not not even so much a little bit closer. 
Um, it's just kind of one of those things where I think his wide receivers, his, his passing targets can actually excel while uh, Tom Brady actually doesn't get the points that we want. Uh, you're not really saving that much at salary, so that's kind of why I skipped him. Uh, Josh Allen on the Saturday slate is the far and away best choice at quarterback against the Indianapolis Colts this weekend. Uh, 9,040 and 7,500 across the board. Um, <clears throat> and, of course, I'm, I'm only going to read the prices off once. So we'll read the prices off once. I'll go through the uh, the ranking uh, for the full games or for the full six game. And then I'll go through the three games late. So he's second, first, and second, and then first, first, and first. So he is the highest priced quarterback uh, across the board. A very he should still be very affordable even at that nine K over at FanDuel. We do know that their pricing is pretty soft. But the Colts on paper are eighth in pass defense DVOA, tenth in points allowed to the QB position, but they've been getting lit up late in the season as they haven't been getting as great of a pass rush up front. Uh uh and which has left their secondary really exposed. It's a really good spot for Allen. It's going to be hard to pay for anyone else's services. So <clears throat> that's kind of where I went there. We do know that he does have the rushing ability, uh, especially down at the goal line, to uh, not only sneak one in, run around the outside. So you're going to be paying up for that. And that's kind of the same thing with Lamar Jackson, who we'll get to uh, next year. But Definitely, if you're doing the three-game slate, Josh Allen is the way to go. Uh, we skip into Sunday where I actually have three quarterbacks over there that I kind of like. One higher price, two values. Uh, Lamar Jackson is going to be the first one, 9,300, 36, and 7,800. Good for first, second, and first. And then on a three-game, good for first, first, and first. <clears throat> Titans have not been able to handle mobile quarterbacks and are 30th in pass defense DVOA, 28th in points allowed to the QB position. Lamar has gotten hot as the calendar flipped into the summer. Expect him to continue to stay hot this weekend in Nashville. It is a very, very good spot. Uh, it's going to be hard to get off Lamar Jackson, especially if you're paying off. And it's going to be hard, really, to choose between Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson. Uh, expect on the six-game slate that you're probably going to see Lamar Jackson be a little bit higher owned because there's a lot of people on that Baltimore-Tennessee uh, game. So you may get a little bit uh, lesser ownership over there uh, if you use Josh Allen early. But uh, to me... If it comes down to if it comes down to just the cost in itself, uh, probably use like if you're looking at the three the three slates in general, right? Josh Allen is second on FanDuel and DK, so maybe he's the better value over there. And then on Yahoo, you're looking at Lamar Jackson being the second higher priced quarterback. You're saving about four dollars over there, uh, which is good because <clears throat> um, you know you're going to get that rushing you're going to get that rushing total in there as well. So. Uh, he gets you know forty to sixty yards. He gets forty yards. That's good enough for you know offset like a passing touchdown. If he gets six, it's like a rushing touchdown. So uh, definitely, am interested there. <coughs> now, next we have is Drew Brees uh, against the Chicago Bears. Seventy eight hundred twenty five twenty five and fifty seven hundred. Good for fifth, seventh, and eighth. Uh, third, fourth, and fourth on the three game slate. So he's the cheapest quarterback. Uh, on two sites for the, or no, he's not the cheapest over there. Duh, you got six, so 
but he's the cheapest of, uh, that I'm willing to go. Uh, Bears defense has been suffering the last part of the season due to injuries, and this is a perfect spot for Breeze against the defense. 13th in pass defense, DVOA, and 12th in points allowed to the quarterback position. He will have Michael Thomas back for this one, which will boost his floor. You also have Al- Alvin Kamara available. Uh, it appears he'll come off. He's come off the COVID list. He should be ready to go. So there's a lot of oomph back in that offense, and I think if you're trying to save, especially on say the three game slate, um, he definitely uh, makes sense if you're going to pay try and pay up for say Derrick Henry on there, um, and even on the six game slate if you pay down a little bit at quarterback. The only problem is, is whether or not he can off you can offset uh, with the position players that you're putting in uh, fading Lamar and or um josh allen in any of your lineups so um take it with a grain of salt they're going to be you know drew Brees is going to be a lot lower owned uh, the next guy's going to be lower owned too um and but it will allow you to pay up at other positions so you really need to decide you know you put in josh no matter if you put in josh allen or lamar jackson right you have to decide if that salary savings, the guy that you're going to try and put in there, is going to offset the points. Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen could score anywhere to about 30 points. Now, Drew Brees, is he going to be able to score, <clears throat> let's just say, is he going to score 20, 22 points? So can you, is your player that you're going to put in there going to be able to offset the 8 to 10 points that he's not going to have there? Can he can the player match or exceed or help to exceed what you would normally have what what you would have there with the other two quarterbacks and that goes the same with Ben Roethlisberger who's next so you got to make the decision there uh, we have seen the Bears give up uh, a lot through the passing game um, it, this is in the dome in New Orleans so they're going to be at home they're going to be on that turf so they're going to be a little bit quicker and you're dealing with a lot of injuries within that Chicago Bears secondary. So now we get to Ben Roethlisberger against the Cleveland Browns, 7,500, 29, and 6,100. Good for six, six, and six. Uh, he's the Devils quarterback this week. Uh, fourth, third, and third on the three-game slate. It's hard not to like Roethlisberger in the spot, but he is as volatile. He is, he is as volatile as far as fantasy is concerned. I'll have a share or two since the Browns are 25th in pass defense DVOA, 25th in points allowed to the quarterback position. It <clears throat> this one just really really stands out, at, whereas you know Drew Brees doesn't. So this Roethlisberger might be a little bit highly used uh, compared to Brees. Um, all the Steelers points will come through the air and it starts with Ben. I do not like the running game here. Uh, Cleveland should be able to keep that kind of down. Miles Garrett's going to be back too as well. So you're going to have that pass rush in there. Um, but the Steelers, uh, offensive line has been very good in pass, uh, pass rush, uh, in pass blocking versus run blocking. So it should offset that there. Uh, running backs who start in the uh, Saturday slate. You have Jonathan Taylor uh, and Naheem Hines. Now I'll go through both of them, okay? So we'll start with Jonathan Taylor, 8,800, 36, and 7,900. Good for third, third, and third. Uh, and then on the three-game slate, he is first across the board. Naheem Hines, on the other hand, 5,600, uh, 20, and 4,700. Good for 14th, 8th, and 14th, 6th, 3rd, and 7th. 
on the three-game slate. So um, <clears throat> we'll go through this here. Taylor's going to be pretty chalky on the Saturday-only slate for good reason, considering he is the best running back, running back, running back on the slate. Everyone expects the Bills to win this game, and the only way that I can see the Colts pulling off an, off an upset is if Taylor absolutely goes off here in Buffalo, which he can. The Bills are 17th in rush defense DVOA, 15th in DVOA versus running back in the passing game, while 20th in points allowed to the position. I believe he is a fadeable option on the full slate if you need salary relief, but make sure to have a share somewhere. You have to have at least one. If you're running three, if you're running three lineups and you're thinking of fading, uh, Jonathan Taylor, I do implore you to have one. He will be highly owned. <clears throat> so, um, but definitely make sure that you have one share in there. Um, Hines is an interesting option because if we expect the Colts to be playing from behind, he will be highly involved as a pass catching option uh, with some burst who can get it done for cheap against this Bills defense as a pivot from Taylor. Uh, so this is kind of, this is kind of your thing. So, you know, on a six game slate, is he, is he viable? Absolutely. I mean, you're looking at, say just on FanDuel alone, you're looking at 3,200 in savings, which you can spend elsewhere. $16 in savings over on Yahoo, which is incredible. And then you're also getting another, yeah, another 32 on DK. So, if we're expecting them to play from behind, and you have to understand, a lot of this is GPP, <clears throat> um, uh, I, and I think you can absolutely use Hines in cash too as well. If, if you're using that thought that the Colts are going to be playing from behind against the Buffalo Bills, it just absolutely makes sense, right? Um, Jonathan Taylor would be the number one option, but um, – are you have to decide if the Bills are going to be playing from way ahead or if they're just going to be playing from a score or two, like, you know, 7 to 10 points um, ahead in this game. If they're playing from 7 to 10 ahead, then Jonathan Taylor is definitely the play. If you think that Buffalo is going to really get ahead in this game, then I believe Naheem Hines is actually the better play. You can use the savings and use it for a wide receiver. Um I looked at the receiver matchups and everything, and <clears throat> I, I, I've always said that, you know, when you look at the spreadsheet as far as the matchups with the wide receivers and the cornerbacks, you really have to, um, you really have to, oh, God, thanks, Paul. I just lost my train of thought. You really have to take them with a grain of salt um, because whoever the hell is doing the, those matchups over at PFF is really not paying any attention because they put these matchups down and then it's like they go through the actual lineup. If you go through the lineup charts where you can actually see the offense versus the defense, it changes or it has changed or they just didn't look at it at all and, and did, um, and just kind of threw up the matchup based on, you know, if it was number one, number two, number three. It never really it never really did it based on what side of the field the wide receiver or and or the cornerback actually plays on. So just like I'd always said before, you know, make sure that you actually get subscribed over at PFF. Um, I did tell everybody you said hi, basically because you're a fucking dickhead, you bastard. Um, so... 
I would get the PFF subscription. You can do it for, I think it's like 34 bucks for the entire year if you just get the regular and you have access to that. <clears throat> so, um, but uh, you kind of have to go back in there, and that's what I try to do with every game is go back in there and just see, you know, the wide receiver quarterback matchup, uh, tight ends versus the safeties and stuff like that, um, just to see if there is any real advantage between you know, the wide receiver and the cornerbacks. <clears throat> so if you're really into it, if you're really into your studying and stuff for fantasy football, they're definitely a place to go to as a, um, as a reference point. But <clears throat> next on this list, uh, we have Ronald Jones. <laughs> and I know a lot of people are going to go, Ronald Jones, get the fuck out of here. But 6,720 and 5,500, good for 8th, 8th, and ninth. 3rd, 3rd, and 4th on the 3-game. Uh, I have a little love for Jones, who faces the Washington defense. That is 11th in rush defense DVOA, 1st in DVOA versus running back in the passing game, while 4th in points allowed to the RB position. If you look back the last few weeks, you will notice a trend of Washington giving up a TD to the running back and between 50 to 75 yards on the ground. If you're telling me that Jones can get that and possibly a second TD, I have some interest as the Bucks offense will put a lot of pressure on this defense. It's also the perfect pivot off at of quarterback Tom Brady, who I believe will be higher used than everyone expects. <clears throat> so that's re- that really should be the telling point of why I put Ronald Jones in there. He's the pivot. He's a GPP pivot. Whether or not he can get two touchdowns is really the question. Can he? Yeah. We've seen this in a couple of games with both uh, Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette when he's gotten the, when he's gotten a chance. Now, a lot of people are saying that Tampa is going to totally run away with this, and so they're trying to fit in uh, basically Leonard Fournette as this narrative of uh, getting carries at the end of the game, uh, just kind of run, you know, uh, uh, piss the rest of the game away, you know, get rid of the time. Uh, but I don't see that happening. And Ronald Jones is the guy. It's not Leonard Fournette. It's Ronald Jones. So if I'm going to take a shot on a guy, it's going to be Ronald Jones and not Leonard Fournette. You just don't don't even ask me about fucking Leonard Fournette because I'm going to tell you no every time. So you don't have to use Ronald Jones. Like I said, it's completely a <laughs> don't talk to your champion that way. Go fuck yourself, Paul. Um, so it's a complete it's a complete pivot. It's a GPP type pivot. Um, I wouldn't use it in your cash games. Uh, I would go elsewhere. <clears throat> Where else could you go? Maybe J.D. McKissick for the Washington Douche Canoes. Yes, if you're new to the program. Uh, the Washington football team is referenced as the Douche Canoes. That is my name for them. It has been uh, since the preseason, so here we go with that. But J.D. McKissick, 5,400, 15, and 4,900. Good for 16th, 19th, and 12th, uh, 8th. Ninth and six on the three game slate. Uh, so a nice value option in here. I expect the douche canoes to be playing from behind in this one. And with Tampa Bay being first in rush defense DVOA, it'll be a long day for uh, running back Antonio Gibson. Do I think Gibson can get his yards? Sure, he can get about 60 yards, but I don't think he's going to, you know, explode off, uh, get a touchdown, right? So the Bucks are six in DVOA versus a running back in the passing game. And one way to take advantage of the Tampa uh, pass rush is to toss short passes over the rush to the running back, and that's where McKissick comes in. I wouldn't be surprised to see McKissick. Uh, I've said it in here, too. 
I uh, wouldn't be surprised to see McKissick get eight to ten targets in a game, a handful of carries. There is um, viability in this play. Now, I probably like if you're looking for the pass catching. Of course, you're always looking over at um, DK because it's a full point PPR um, over there. So, but I mean, if you look at Yahoo at the fifteen at that fifteen dollar price tag. $5 above minimum you're saving, and you can pay up at, uh, say, maybe wide receiver positions, uh, maybe another running back, then absolutely. Uh, I think McKissick is definitely in play. Uh, moving on to the Sunday slate, you do have Big Henry. He's going to be the expensive, most expensive player on the board, of course. Uh, 10240 and 9200 uh, of course, first, like I said. Uh, Baltimore is 12th in rush defense DVOA, 21st in DVOA versus running back in the passing game, while 11th in points allowed to the position. Henry's had success against this Ravens defense earlier in the year, although it wasn't like an explosion, and we know what he did in last year's playoffs against them, and I can tell you exactly what he did just this year. Uh, So earlier this season, Derrick Henry had 28 attempts for 133 yards and a touchdown. He had two targets of reception for a minus one, so nothing really big there. Didn't explode, okay? Uh, But he did explode in last year's playoffs, but I don't think they were quite ready uh, to deal with him. Uh, I I think they were expecting him to be kind of run down uh, going into that. So... um, Going to be hard to fade on the Sunday-only slate for just pure points, even if he doesn't go off. So pure points, right? Um, what does that mean? Well, pure points, doesn't. It, it's not so much the value that we're looking at on a three-game slate. It's who's just going to get the job done, who's going to put in those pure points, you know, just points in general. So if you would have looked at Derrick Henry, it would have been about 13.3 points in rushing, with a touchdown, so 19.3 points. A little bit more on DK because you get the bonus, right? You get It's like a two- or three-point bonus uh, if he hits 100 yards. So he hit, you know, 21 to 22. So depending upon who you have in your actual lineup, especially over on DK, um, you're just trying to score the most amount of points whatsoever. Now, if Derrick Henry makes more sense versus... Uh, some of the other running backs on the slate and you have value wide receivers, then of course you, you can put Derrick Henry in there. So you're really going to have to make a decision. I, he, is he fadable on a six game slate? Sure. Now, if you're doing a six game slate, of course you're going to have at least one lineup with Derrick Henry in it, right? Cause you're either running like probably three to five lineups, single entry. You're probably going to try and fit Derrick Henry in there. Um, but, uh, is he an overall lock in there? No, he's not. Cause it's going to hamper the rest of your lineup because of how much you have to invest in Derrick Henry. So am I going to do it on Yahoo? I don't know yet. I haven't built that lineup, but I'm probably, to be honest with you, I'm probably going to fade Derrick Henry. I'm probably more inclined to use, uh, Jonathan Taylor over Derrick Henry because you're looking at even just say on Yahoo 10,200 right 8,800 on FanDuel so it's 1,400 in savings there uh, 40 versus 36 so four dollars eh, 
eh, to be honest with you, I'd probably use Derrick Henry. Um, over Jonathan Taylor there, 92 versus 79, so that's 1,300. Uh, that can help you get a wide receiver. So, yeah, Yahoo maybe not so much fading uh, or moving down to Taylor there, but on the other two sides, fuck, I'd probably use Taylor, to be honest with you, just to be honest with you. Next on here, we do have David Montgomery. This is more of a GPP play. 8,400, 25, and 6,900. Good for fourth, fifth, and fourth, third, fourth, and third over on the Sunday slate. So <clears throat> a little bit lower than Jonathan Taylor. I'm not too geeked about this play, but there, there's something that there's something about Montgomery here, okay, that I kind of like. So Saints are second in rush defense DVOA, eighth in DVOA versus running back in the passing game, while first in points allowed to the position. Montgomery will have to be highly involved if the Bears want to have any shot at winning this game. I'm factoring in the fact that Darnell Mooney, the wide uh, wide receiver two of the Chicago Bears, is probably not playing this week. And or he's incredibly limited. He didn't practice all week. His foot's been in a fucking boot. There's reports that he just does not look good whatsoever. Um, and he's not moving around hardly, you know, at all. And granted, you know, he's in a boot. Well, he's in a boot. Of course you can't fucking move. No, there's a difference between walking in a boot and being and actually being hurt while being in that boot. And it's that second, it's that second part. It's that second one that he is, okay? So if he's not playing or if he's extremely limited... Uh, Bears are going to need to utilize Montgomery as much as possible in the passing game. So I have some more interest in him on DK where you get the full point PPR. I'm not going to have many shares outside of the Sunday only slate, to be honest with you, uh, but he has been getting it done late in the season. So definitely consider it. Uh, I, he's not a must put in there, um, but I do have some interest in, like I said, Sunday only slate, I'm probably going to have at least one share over there. <clears throat> J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards. J.K. Dobbins, 6,800, 24, and 6,600. Uh, good for 7th, 7th, and 6th, 5th, 5th, and 5th on the Sunday-only slate. Incredible value for the rookie. Incredible. Uh, Gus Edwards, 5,700, 20, and 4,400. 57, 20, and 4,400. Uh on the three game slate. So he's 13, eight and 18 over on full slate, eight, six and nine on the three game there. So here's the thing. And I'm really into JK Dobbins this week. Okay. Titans are 16th in rush defense DVOA, 22nd in DVOA versus running back in the passing game. while 26 in points allowed to the RB position. I am way higher on Dobbins in this spot and no, he will get the job done. He's got the most upside of, between him and Edwards, don't worry about Mark Ingram. I'm not worried about it. Um, so they're going to utilize J.K. Dobbins in that running game and in the passing game, in my opinion. Uh, but I will take a look at Edwards, who will get his fair share of carries for less cost if paying up at the other positions. He has an opportunity to get a TD if he can break one. In the end, though, I love Dobbins as he is heating up on the ground. So J.K. Dobbins is really the guy that I'm just going to I'm just going to pop him in there right, right in that RB2 spot and then decide what I'm going to do at the RB1 position uh, there. Either I'm paying up or, you know, I'm going to use the value, maybe, you know, Naheem Hines or, a, or a, a J.D. McKissick. So, <clears throat> but Dobbins is definitely going in there. Uh, I guess Edwards would be more of a 
pivot off of Dobbins or even if I so inclined to you know stack up this whole game I'm going to consider putting Edwards in there as well as having J.K. Dobbins so it's just incredible value you can't beat it so that is what it is wide receivers Saturday I have Stefan Diggs, John Brown, and Cole Beasley all in there. You can't just throw them all in there, D-Roy. You just can't. Yes, I fucking can, okay? So <clears throat> here we go with the pricings. So Stefan Diggs, 8735 and 7700 uh, Good for first across the board on both the six-game and the three-game slate. You got John Brown, 5700 17 and 4700 Good for 22nd, 20, and 22nd, 12th, 10, and 12 on the three-game. And then Cole Beasley, who is quite highly questionable, 6,000, 17, and 5,300. And good for 20th, 20th, and 17th, and then 11th, 10th, and 10th on the three-game slate. So Brown and Beasley are right next to each other as far as pricing is concerned in there. Uh, Stefan Diggs will play against Colts, and they are 19th in DVOA versus wide receiver one, while 20th in points allowed to the wide receiver position overall. He will line up against cornerback TJ Carey, who he will own this weekend. Okay, John uh, John Brown's been dealing with a labor issue or something like that, but he'll be fine. He's good to go. Um, John Brown will line up against cornerback Xavier Rhodes, and the Colts are eighth in DVOA versus wide receiver two. But Rhodes can be beat deep. So, but Brown takes a backseat to Diggs overall. But I do like him for a bit of value, especially if Cole Beasley sits out. Okay, he's a game time decision. Luckily, it's the first game of the of the uh, day today, so we'll we'll know if he's playing or not. Beasley's dealing with a knee inju- injury and says he will give it a go. Colts are 17th in DVOA versus wide receiver plus this season. If Beasley can't go, will it would be Isaiah McKenzie filling that slot role and not Gabriel Davis. This is where I went wrong last week. So that is why McKenzie had the game he did last week, and I missed it because I looked at the wrong fill-in wide receiver. So they're not just going to put Gabriel Davis in the slot just to put Gabriel Davis in the slot, okay? The only reason that Gabriel Davis <clears throat> was on the field and got that pass, that long touchdown pass, was because Stephon Diggs was out of the game at that point. So um, Gabriel Davis, if Stephon Diggs, something, you know, he, he can't play. Um, and then Isaiah McKenzie, if Cole Beasley isn't in there. Both of them will be really great values if either or sits. Uh, but like I said, Stephon Diggs is, it should be really good to go. He's saying that he doesn't have any issues. Uh, but Cole Beasley, as much as he wants to play, they could keep him out if they think that they're definitely going to win this game. So, um, Next on the list, we have Cooper Cup. He is the only L.A. Ram that I like. 6,419 and 6,000. Good for 15th, 16th, and 13th, and then 9th across the board on the three-game slate. Seahawks are 10th in DVOA versus wide receiver two, but that is against traditional outside wide receivers, which Cup is not. Uh, while working out of the slot. Seattle is 23rd in points allowed to the wide receiver position and have been getting beat primarily across the middle, uh, which is uh, Cup's forte. I have some love for Robert Woods as well, but the matchup against cornerback Ugo Amadi is too delicious to pass up on, only if golf plays, in my opinion. If you get John Walford in there, fuck that. I am not doing anything. I have Seattle's defense written up in here, so... 
Um, that's kind of the way that I'm going to go here. <clears throat> All right. We got the the triplets, the Tampa Bay wide receivers. So you got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Antonio Brown. So Mike Mike Evans, 7,600, 25, and 6,500. Good for fourth, sixth, and seventh. On the three-game slate, he is good for third, fourth, and fifth. He's actually incredible fucking value uh, in this matchup. So <clears throat> now we have Chris Godwin. We'll just go through this. Chris Godwin is 7,826 and 7,000. Good for third, fourth, and third. Second, third, and second on the three-game slate. So he's more than Evans, which is curious. So um, that's kind of why I don't really care too much for Chris Godwin uh, based on pricing. But if Mike Evans happens to sit uh, because of that knee, then it is what it is. But I don't know if Mike Evans is going to necessarily miss this game. Um, just based on the fact that he's never played in a playoff game, and he's going to want and and he's going to want to play. But you know, if Tampa thinks that they're going to have this game under control, that that's reason why they might sit him. Um, but I'll tell you how to take care of this if you're traveling into those things. And then we have Antonio Brown, so sixty five hundred twenty three and sixty one hundred for thirteenth, eighth, and twelfth, eighth, seventh, and eighth on the three game slate. So. Here's how this one works out, okay? So the douche canoes are 24th in DVOA versus wide receiver one, second in points allowed to the wide receiver position as a whole. If you go back and look at the stats, the wide receiver one has certainly had success most of the season, while the other wide receivers and even the quarterback have been kind of meh. Evans is going to be a game-time decision tonight, so you can certainly insert him into your lineup and wait for the news and take him out if he's not going to play. Right, Godwin has a sizable advantage against cornerback Jimmy Moreland when lined up in the slot, but if he's on the outside, he grades out pretty evenly. If Evans is out, though, I will have a heavy share of Antonio Brown, as he also has been lining up in the slot, and no matter if he's on the outside, he has a sizable advantage against any DB that lines up on him, whether it be Ronald Darby or Kendall Fuller. That was the intriguing thing that I looked at. So if you look at my spreadsheet, it says they're all great, right? They're all super green. It's not really true. When they did it on when they did the wide receiver quarterback matchups, they just assumed that Chris Godwin was going to be in the slot, which is where Jimmy Moreland is. But Antonio Brown has been slipping into that slot as well. So he gets just as good of an advantage, if not better, because he rank, ranks out better. And when he moves out to the outside, because of his rating being as high as what it is, um, <clears throat> he actually rates out better against the other cornerbacks. So Antonio Brown is actually your pivot from Mike Evans than Chris Godwin, than instead of Chris Godwin. So just be aware of that, okay? I just want you to be aware of that. If you don't want to believe me, if you want to just go with Chris Godwin, if you think, or if you believe that Chris Godwin just is the better wide receiver, bless your heart. Your your cost is going to be right there next to each other if you leave a couple hundred dollars. So, ooh, except on DK, you're going to need five hundred. So, but I mean, you should be pretty close no matter what. Anyways. Uh, Sunday wide receivers, A.J. Brown and Corey Davis. A.J. Brown, 8,400, 33, and 7,100. 
good for second across the board. On the six-game slate, he's actually the highest-priced wide receiver on the three-game slate. Uh, Corey Davis, on the other hand, is 6,400, 19, and 4,800, good for 15th, 16th, and 21st, uh, 7th, 8th, and 10th on the three-game. Ravens are third in DVOA versus the wide receiver one. Brown will face cornerback Jimmy Smith, who he has a small advantage over, as well as he will see uh, Marlon Humphrey from time to time, who he also has a small advantage over. Now, Davis will line up against cornerback Marcus Peters, who he has a huge advantage on. And the Ravens are 16th in DVOA versus wide receiver two. For me, it is Corey Davis as a first-choice Tannehill target. I do like Tannehill in this spot, but I'm fading him because of his salary, where I'd rather pay up for Lamar. Like, literally, he's the second-highest-priced quarterback on the three-game slate. Um, he's not much cheaper than... Well, he is... I mean, he's... I should take that back. He's cheaper, but you're looking at... Let me Let me pull up his pricing here. So he's eighty two hundred thirty four and sixty six hundred. So he is eight hundred dollars cheaper on Fanduel. He's only two dollars cheaper on Yahoo. Oh wait, ninety three. Ninety three. Oh, he's eleven hundred on Fanduel. Two dollars on Yahoo, which uh, you just play for Jackson. And then on DK, he is twelve hundred. So I mean, it is a little bit cheaper, uh, but I think you're getting you're getting you're getting better points per dollar probably out of Lamar than you are out of Tannehill. To be completely honest with you, um, and I think that just comes down to I don't know if Tannehill's going to get that rushing touchdown this week. Um. And I don't. I just don't see him exploding. I think it's kind of a mundane, you know, like he could have 250 yards, but he'd only have two touchdowns, you know, where uh, Lamar might have <clears throat> 250 passing, two touchdowns there, but he also, you know, ran for 60 yards and had a touchdown. So I'd rather just go with Lamar or on the six-game slate, you can go with Josh Allen as well, but. Uh, I don't. I don't necessarily hate Tannehill. I just think because of the price, just because of the pricing, uh, he might be a little bit too expensive for what he's going to do. Allen Robinson for the Bears, seventy-two hundred twenty-three and sixty-six hundred, good for fifth, eighth, and sixth, second, third, and second on the three-game slate. Probably the better Bears play than David Montgomery as Saints are eleventh in DVOA versus wide receiver one but are 17th in points allowed to the wide receiver position. He has a sizable advantage over cornerback Marshawn Lattimore. Wide receiver ones have been getting the job done the latter part of the season against <laughs> the latter part of the season against the Saints this season. Boy, that's a mundane. That's a mundane sentence. That is terrible. That's a run-on sentence. So I do like Allen Robinson. We do know that he gets targeted. By Trubisky, there's been talk that maybe Trubisky might get pulled if they if the Saints get ahead by a lot, and then Nick Foles comes in. He still likes Allen Robinson as well, uh, and then you're, you're going to have the passing advantage. Now the thing of it is, is and you're probably not even going to know about this until you know tomorrow when they actually play. But um, if Darnell Mooney does not play, there's no other wide receivers that can make up. 
um, or, or, or could keep the the coverage off of Allen Robinson. If and if I expect Mooney to be out, then maybe I need to back off from Allen Robinson, right? And that's kind of why I like in. And then it goes back, you know, to why I like David Montgomery so much. So <clears throat> Allen Robinson, I'm going to have maybe a share of, um, and that's going to be about it. He's tended not to get the touchdown, and that's been kind of the problem. But, I mean, as far as value, uh, he's pretty good value over there. But I do like the next guy even more, and that's one Michael Thomas. Uh, I've also included Emmanuel Sanders. So Michael Thomas, 6,800, 26, and 6,400. Good for ninth, fourth, and eighth. And then he is fourth, second, and third across the board on the three game slate. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, 6,200, 18, and 5,000. Good for 18, eight, uh, 18, and 20. Ninth, ninth, and ninth on the three game slate. So um, definitely on. FanDuel, you're saving $400 going to Michael Thomas versus Allen Robinson. Uh, you're paying about $3 more than Robinson over on Yahoo, which is negatable. Um, and then you're saving $200 over on uh, DK for Michael Thomas. So Bears are second in DVOA versus wide receiver one, eighth on points allowed to the wide receiver position, but allowing more with each passing week and injury. Thomas has the talent to get it done here, and his salary is ridiculously cheap, which I will be taking advantage of. I have some love for Emmanuel Sanders, as he has a small advantage over cornerback Kyle Fuller, but if you want a punt slash Hail Mary wide receiver, also look at Marquez Callaway, who is basically bare minimum and should face uh, backup cornerback Duke Shelley in the slot. So there we got one of the write-up guys, you know, one of the... uh, you say one of the guys where you actually have to fucking read to find him. Um, have I done this on purpose? Maybe, maybe to keep my enemies at bay. But if you're listening to this podcast, guess what? You know what it is. Uh, Callaway, though, I'd probably only use in a GPP. I wouldn't use in a cash game setting unless you absolutely had to. If it just if it made your lineup look that much better, um, absolutely then. But. <clears throat> there certainly is enough value at wide receiver that I think you can pay up at other spots. So, uh, Marquise Brown for the Baltimore Ravens, 6,300, 22, and 5,400. Good for 17th, 11th, and 16th. Eighth, fourth, and seventh on the three-game slate. So really, really good value for a guy that's been scoring touchdowns at fucking will this this uh, season. Scored two last week. Who called that? <laughs> Maybe I'm starting to become the Marquise Brown whisperer. Or maybe they're just fucking playing better. So, <clears throat> Titans are 16th in DVOA versus wide receiver 1. 28th in points allowed to the position. He will be pretty equal to cornerback uh, Desmond King if he lines up on the... Uh, if he lines up in the slot, okay? That's where he normally likes to play if they go three wide. Uh, but if he's on the outside against cornerback Dory Jackson, which is this is going to happen a lot more often... He will absolutely fucking torch him for a long TD. <laughs> so get him in there. Uh, he's going to destroy a Dory Jackson if they go two, you know, two tight end sets, uh, too wide. He's just going to fucking own him. I'm, I'm going to probably be 
almost, you know, I'm going to be at least 80% fucking Marquise Brown. He's going to be in all my three, uh, three game slate lineups. So, um, Jarvis Landry for the, for the Cleveland Browns wrote him up last week too. Uh, 6,600, 18, and 5,800. Good for 12th, 18th, and 14th. 5th, 9th, and 5th. Steelers 27th in DVOA versus the wide receiver 1. 12th in points allowed to the wide receiver position. Landry will have the advantage over whichever DB the Steelers put on him. If Cleveland is smart, they will move him around all move him all around the field and give them all a taste of the juice. Um, but that's kind of the thing. You know, your play caller, your head coach is not going to be at this game. So now you're dealing with a coordinator that's, you know, hasn't called plays before. So is he going to get it done or not? Who knows? Um, this is very GPP ish. Uh, he got a He got a touchdown last week, but that was on a running play around the end. So uh, kind of is what it is. GPP only. I would not do him in cash. All right. So now we got the trio. Of Steelers wide receivers. So we start here with Deontay Johnson, 7,022 and 6,200. Good for 7th, 11th, and 10th. 3, 4, and 4 on the three game slate. Juju Smith Schuster, 6,500, 22, and 5,500. Good for 13th, 11th, and 15th. 6, 4, and 6 on the three game. And Chase Claypool, 6,121 and 5,200. Good for 20th, 14th, and 18th. 10th, 7th, and 8th on the three game slate. So Deontay is a clear. Uh, clear first choice wide receiver here as he's still great value because no one wants to price him up outside of FanDuel. Then it is Juju followed by Claypool, but not by much. The Browns are 18th in DVOA versus wide receiver two, 29th in DVOA versus wide receiver plus. So both are in really good spots. If you choose to stack with Deontay, pick your poison because both wide receivers have gotten the job done against this defense. Um, if you need to save money, hey, Claypool, my friends. Um, if you can afford it, Juju Smith-Schuster works it in that matchup. Tight ends. Ooh, we got to get going here. Tight ends. Uh, Saturdays, Jack Doyle, 4,511, 2,900 for 17th, 10th, 13th, 8th, 5th, and 6th on the three-game. Doyle's receiving the majority of snap shares between him, Burton, and, and Allie Cox. He has also been getting the highest target share as we've come down the stretch. The Bills are 13th in DVOA versus tight end, but 25th in points allowed to the position means touchdowns he essentially is a punt option that could pay off in gpp if you need salary relief so i do like jack doyle it is very very scary uh so i would only use him in gpp but if you need value if you need value at your flex position i think jack doyle works out as well logan thomas 6400 22 and 4900 good for second across the board first across the board on the three game slate uh, for Saturday, three games late. It's hard not to like Thomas in the spot, no matter if Smith or Heineke are at quarterback this week. Buccaneers are 25th in DVOA versus tight end, 23rd in points allowed to the position. If you can afford to pay up, he is a great option, as he should see a heavy target share. Uh, this has been a staple uh, tar- uh, for the last, you know, about month and a half that we use the tight end against uh, or target against uh, target to tight end against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So Sundays, guys, we got Mark Andrews, 7,025 and 5,200. Good for first across the board, no matter if you're on the six or on the three-game slate here. Um, 
It's hard not to like him as the Titans are 32nd in DVOA versus tight end, 20th in points allowed to the position. He's going to be really hard to fade on the Sunday. Only slate against safety, Kenny Vaccaro. It's pretty much it's it's pretty much lock it in on there. <clears throat> uh, Jimmy Graham for the Bears. Uh, you'll notice I got a lot of Bears in here, but don't get heavy with Bears. If you want to pick one Bear, pick one fucking Bear. Don't pick two. Don't stack it, okay? So Jimmy Graham, 5,113 and 3,300, good for 10th, 8th, and 8th, 7-5-5 uh, five, and five on the three-game slate. Saints are second in DVOA versus tight end position, but 19th points allowed to the position. That means they give up TDs in the red zone, which is where Jimmy Graham has been getting the ball instead of rookie tight end Cole Komet. So this is completely a touchdown hunting search, uh, uh, hunting party, okay? Uh, if you believe Jimmy Graham can get that touchdown, then you play Jimmy Graham in a quote unquote revenge game that he's had like for the last 10 years. Um, but this one makes sense. I kind of like Cole command. He was a little, you know, he was just as cheap, but, um, and he'll get the target. He, he'll get the targets in the mid range, but they're really, I think going to sit on the veteran in this spot, uh, to try and get the job done here against his former team. Uh, Jared Cook, 5,900, 18, 4,600, good for 4th, 4th, and 3rd, uh, second across the board on the three-game slate. Cook is probably my second favorite saint to Michael Thomas. Uh, Bears are 19th in DVOA against the tight end, 31st in points allowed to the position, which means to give up TDs. Uh, this is Robert Tunyon play from last week, and I'm trying to remember. Oh, yeah, Jacksonville the week before. There's no way I was going to use Tyler Eifert or anybody like that, so... Uh, that is what it is. Uh, defenses. I think you can look at the Buffalo Bills, 4,100, 13, and 3,500. Uh, good for sixth, ninth, and third. Uh, third, sixth, and first on the three-game slate. <clears throat> this is gonna this this line alone is gonna tell you how I'm doing defenses this week. Okay, I'm all about paying down as much as possible for my defense this week, as we have most of the season. Colts are six in points allowed to opposing defenses, but the Bills' defense has been playing extremely well lately, which has something to do with the offense blowing out the opposing team and having them try and play catch-up, and that means turnover possibilities. I would fade on DK based on the price, uh, but definitely on Yahoo, they're valuable, uh, and I don't necessarily hate it on FanDuel as well. Seattle Seahawks, 3,600, 16, and 2,700. Good for 11th, 5th, 8th. Six, three, and four on the three-game slate. I certainly looked at the Rams' defense in this game, but in my opinion, you can get the same production for less with Seattle, with the Seahawks' defense again paying down. Uh, Rams are twentieth in points allowed to opposing defenses, and with Goff's surgically repaired hand or backup John Walford under center, it will be a long day for this LA offense. You cannot beat that price over on FanDuel. There's only twelve teams in the playoffs, and you're going to make them the second cheapest team on the slate they're they're the cheapest one on the three game slate just fucking pay down it's a great spot for seattle they're gonna get sacks they're gonna get turnovers in this one i promise quite possibly even a touchdown like i said i like the rams defense as well on the other side but why would i pay up for it when i can pay down and get the same results Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 4,319 and 3,400. Good for fourth, second, fourth, uh, second across the board on the three-game slate. 
Douche Canoes are 26 in points allowed to opposing defenses. I don't hate Tampa in this spot, but like I mentioned earlier, I'm going to pay down on defense. I'm including them because the play makes sense, but don't jam them in if it means you have to move off a player you like at another position, another uh, you know spot where uh, you're going to offset that <clears throat> uh, point value, right? Uh, you don't want to make your lineup worse to try to just fit in a fucking defense. Trust me. Washington football team, 3,700, 15, and 2,400. Good for ninth, 7th, and 10th, 5th across the board on the three-game slate. Washington is going to bring the heat this week against Tampa. Buccaneers 7th in points allowed to the opposing defense, and where I don't expect the douche canoes to win, they do have the defense to make it a hard-fought win against them, and they are dirt cheap. Again, what is what's the theme? Pay down for your fucking defenses, okay? Now I didn't list any defenses on for the Sunday slate, right? Because there's a big game uh, right at the beginning. Of course, you're not going to use Tennessee or Baltimore um, unless you want to be stupid and try to be contrarian. Um, I wouldn't do that. Now, what I did say was you need to choose. You're, you're uh, here's what you're doing. You're choosing between the Saints or Steelers or pay down for Bears or Browns on the Sunday-only slate. Outside of that, I would stick to everything that's on this on the Saturday slate. Okay? Whether or not you believe in the Bills, fine. Fuck it. You pull them off. But like I like them on Yahoo. I like Bills for Yahoo. That's why they're on there. Okay? Seattle. Seattle and Washington are probably the two that I'm going to go after. Um, on FanDuel and DK, just to be completely open and honest on it, because I'm trying to save money. Who do I like more? Pass rush, you're liking, you're liking uh, the douche canoes more. Um, for turnover possibilities, for actually keeping a def- uh, an offense at bay, uh, production wise, score wise, you're probably looking at Seattle. So. Just make your decision. I believe in you. I trust you. But I trust nobody else more than I do for myself. <laughs> so have a good one. Good luck, everybody. If you need me, you know where to find me. S-I-D-S-D-F-S chat is where I will be at. Or hit me up Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13. Just DM me over there. Just fucking DM me over there. Or hit me up on Messenger, Dennis M. Roy over there. Good luck. Good luck. 